Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome, uh, welcome, welcome to Real Presence Live. We're so grateful to be with you this morning. I am Brad Gray. And I'm Janine Pitson. And we're just, uh, I mean, what a beautiful thing. This is the final day of Christmas. We're in the final day of the Christmas season here on the Baptism of the Lord. Uh, it is. It is so wonderful. And yet it's kind of hard for me to see it go. I know, I know. It's kind of a funny thing. You know, as Catholics, you're a little bit of a, a sore thumb going out in the world because, you know, this whole time, at least I've been saying Merry Christmas to people. <laughs> like, are you a little out of touch here? Or what's, you know, Christmas was a while ago, you know, but we're, we're still in it and we're just loving it. I know. I think uh, I still have Christmas cards going out and mm. hopefully they all get there today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, the Lord, the Lord brings his grace of Christmas throughout the year. So I'm, I'm just fine with extending it a little bit more. Isn't that so important that we remember to be a Christmas people? Yeah. You know, it is so important. It is, it is. And, you know, so we're just excited as we're getting started with this Monday Baptism of the Lord edition of Real Presence Live. Our first guest uh, that's going to be joining us this morning is Father Andy Thuringer from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Good morning to you, Father. Good morning. Thank you for being with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be with you. Yes, yes. Um, well, as we're getting started, Father, before we dive into things, I was wondering if you would be willing to lead us uh, in a prayer. Oh, Absolutely. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of life and the gift of this day. We thank you in a special way today for the gift of our baptism, for the new life that you gave to us through that sacrament. We ask uh, in a special way that you would send your Holy Spirit down upon us today, anoint us with the gifts of his love and grace, that we might live out our baptismal promise as well that we might be your holy people united to Jesus. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you so much, Father. That is glorious. I love the baptism of the Lord. This is such a good day. It is. It is. It is. It's just really special. And it's important for us to also recognize the gift of our own baptism, right? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. What a, what I keep a little uh, picture of my baptism right on my uh, my office desk so that I look at it every day. Really? So I remember where, where my relationship with Jesus started, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that is. That is that is so cool. I know I have uh, my bib from St. Thomas More out in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, and it's just like first thing in my book, you know, and it's just fun mm. to, to see that and, and remember how how universal yeah. You know, the churches and all the baptisms around the world. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, Father, as we're getting started, why don't we uh, have you share a little bit with our listeners about yourself? Who, who, you know, tell us a little bit about, about you as we get going on the conver- conversation this morning. So I'm, I'm out here in Hartford and Humboldt, South Dakota at St. George and St. Anne's. I'm the parochial administrator, which basically means I'm, I'm doing a year to learn how to be a pastor. Mm. Um, and uh, it's been a beautiful experience. I love these parishes, love these people. Um, it's just been so good. And uh, so I was ordained in, oh boy, I'm, I'm now getting all my dates and stuff, about uh, five and a half years ago. Mm. So. Awesome. Well, congratulations. 
Yeah, right. isn't it? Isn't it five and a half years ago? It seems probably like about twenty years ago with all of, <laughs> with COVID and everything uh, uh, up, yeah. upheaval. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and younger priests tend to move a little bit more, and so it's been a lot of assignments. So it feels like much longer, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Know so many different communities and people and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for for the work you're doing for our Lord. It's just in for all his people. It's just really important. And and you're also doing some work about uh, an annual event in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Can you tell us about what this is? Yeah, so, you know, you mentioned COVID a little bit earlier. Um, it was uh, one, one of the COVID years. Um, I help, uh, I'm the spiritual director for a program in our diocese called Lumen Christi. Mm. And uh, Lumen Christi is a young adult missionary program. Um, so kids who are who have graduated from high school um, can uh, intern with us for a summer or even for a year. Um, and it's kind of uh, one of the goals of it is definitely to grow missionary disciples in our own diocese and to equip them not just for that summer or that year, uh, but for the rest of their lives. Hmm. Um, and so this is something that I help train and, and walk with the missionaries um, during their during their time with us, um, it's one of the great graces of my priesthood. I absolutely love it. Mm. It's so cool to see these young people on fire and sharing the Lord. Um, and uh, COVID hit, and we thought, oh boy, <laughs> <You know? laughs> how how are we going to uh, be missionaries in the midst of this? And one of the things too is we just wanted to bring people together to have fun. So, uh, and it, none of this was my idea. This is all our missionaries and our leaders who were so ingenious. Um, they said we should have like a reality competition. <laughs> so um, this will be the third or fourth year of last caller standing, hmm. uh, where we bring in a bunch of priests who zoom together. They compete in small little games and trivia puzzles and different things like that. Um, and then at the end of each round, they have to vote one of them off hmm. <laughs> uh, until until it's just the last caller standing. So if you've ever wanted to see priests. <laughs> I was going to say, do you ever want to see priests blindside one another and uh, <laughs> play, you know, uh, games against each other? Except, you know, it's so funny because uh, we try to get them to be, like, kind of cutthroat and, and go after each other, and they won't. Really? They like each other too much. <laughs> it's uh, quite quite a difference from the actual reality TV shows that go on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is cool just to kind of get a little, um, I would say that what you really get to see is just the priest's camaraderie. Mm. You get to see what it's like when they hang out together. Um, and that's why it, it was just a big hit in our diocese. People like watching their priests have fun. Yeah. Um, and it, it fundraises for a great cause. Um, so I, I help co-host and I come up with the games and everything like that. Um, yeah, it's been a joy. So the games are different every year then, or how does that work? You know, there is one game, and I and if we have any of our priests who are playing today, this won't be a huge surprise, but maybe I'll give you a little bit of so a history. They don't know what they're getting into as they when they sign up for this. They don't see it. This is all no, kind of sprung no. on them? Okay. In, in fact, every year we send them a box through the mail, and they are not allowed to open it on oh. the night of the stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, psychological uh, any, warfare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has any of the materials and things that they needed it, and it'll have a, a set of envelopes that they're not allowed to open until we tell them, and mm. all these different things. Um, but there is always one game. There's one game that we do every year because it's a hit, and it's always the first game. And uh, the first game is a scavenger hunt. So they're all on Zoom at their own house or parish office or wherever it might be, and we give them 60 seconds to go find items. Oh. Um, and they get points based on whatever the items are. So uh, items in the past have been like uh, toothbrushes, 
uh, uh, board games, um, relics, rosaries, uh, different things like that, and they scurry off for 60 seconds. And we just kind of talk, and then with five seconds left, they all come sliding back into the screen. You know, that's great. These ridiculous items. Um, So that's a lot of fun. Hmm. Have any pre-springing Candyland as the game, or is it like I more? Did, I did not see that. I did I, <laughs> a couple, that year. I was actually I, I lived in a community of priests, and one of the other priests in the building was uh, was playing the game, and he was in the same building as me. And he came into my room and took my board game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can tell a lot of the personality of the priests even from just the board games yeah. or card games they like to play, right? I have to say, Candyland is a, is a bit of a dreaded endeavor in our home because our four year old has we have you know like three different shoddy versions of Candyland, and she'll put each board on top of the other, and they all have their slightly different cards. And so you might be all the way on the third board, and you get the card that takes you all the way back to the beginning of the first board. It's like it's just an endless game that my my whole family just dreads playing, but she wants to play in the worst way. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, she's teaching you virtue. She is. Patience especially. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, that is a super cool thing, Father. I, before we go into kind of the fundraiser a little bit more, I'm just curious. Can you unpack a little bit more about Lumen Christie? Like, what are, the, what are the young adult missionary disciples doing during the summer or during the year? What's that look like? So you might have seen um, kind of other programs like this that do kind of um, vacation Bible schools Mm -hmm. for younger kids and kind of put on retreats for junior high and high school kids. And we still certainly offer all those things. Um, One of the reasons that we decided to kind of found, and and I say this, I'm part of a much bigger team. This is not not all of me. Um, But one of the reasons that our diocese really wanted to found Lumen Christie um, was we saw a greater need beyond that. Like what... What, uh, what do we need in our diocese, and can this group of people um, not just have, like, a program that we put on, here's the program we offer, mm-hmm. um, but can they really address whatever we need in the diocese of the summer? Um, so last year, we had a team that was just in Sioux Falls, uh, one of our big cities, and that team just started putting together programs. They would put together art nights uh, mm-hmm. where young women could come and paint and, and then share time together. Uh, they put on basketball nights. Um, because it's just what, like, what the community needed at that time. They also ran Bible studies that were longer term over the mm. course of the summer. Um, some of our missionaries work in Catholic schools or work uh, kind of alongside a uh, public school group um, to be able to minister to kids while they're at school. Um, and so they really just they try to identify as they meet young people, what do you need? What can I give you? What can I, how can I help your faith grow? And then we try to answer those needs. Mm. And right. that's that's such an important thing because you know, young people, well, all people. That's who we're how we're made. You know, we need community. Mm-hmm. We need to be accepted and part of something bigger than ourselves, right? And and how cool is it that these students can be part of this missionary program and just really meet people where they're at, you know, and and to find that joy. You know, and I'll also say. Um, just something about our program. When our program started, I was a missionary in, in this program when mm. I was uh, just out of high school. Um, and back then, I was one of very few from South Dakota. We used to have to go recruit from all over the country to get enough missionaries for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, for the last four or five years, it's all homegrown. Right. Um, slowly, over time, we've built a culture of our young people wanting to minister to other young people. 
And to me, that's, I told my parishioners this weekend, I was like, I said, if you don't see the value in that, get a pulse. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, there's something so powerful about that. Wow. Yeah, that peer-to-peer ministry is really, really important. Absolutely. What, I, I got to ask you, Father, so what are some of the, the graces that you've experienced in working with Lumen Christi? Uh, I think my two favorite things and the two places that I've encountered God most in Lumen Christi are, one, getting to teach them at training over the summer. Mm. Um, every year I sit down, and it has almost nothing to do with the program, but we've just seen such great fruit from it that every year training, I just teach them about the Bible. I pick some topic, subject, or book, and we just do a deep dive. And watching uh, these college kids fall in love with God's Word Mm. and encounter Jesus in it has been so fruitful, so beautiful. So that's always one of the highlights of my year. Then the other thing is once they go out on mission, um, I'm kind of an informal spiritual director uh, with them. And so to check in with them once a week or every other week, and just to see how Jesus is at work in their lives while they are, um, while they're ministering to people, has been so so beautiful. That is that's fantastic. I mean, I, I can only imagine that that's incredibly rewarding as a priest to see uh, such a profound fruitfulness in the ministry that you're a part of there, right? Yeah, and even to watch some of them as they grow, either uh, are in seminary or enter seminary or enter religious life, to watch uh, like vocations come from this and to watch people's lives change, mm-hmm. so beautiful. Hmm. That is, and, and as with any ministry, it requires funds, mm-hmm. you know, in order to support them. You know, what are you hoping to fundraise, like to grow the mission, to help support current programs? Um, what do you foresee the, the fundraising dollars help to do more of? Uh, so the, the fundraising money all goes towards the mission itself, and particularly, I believe, the goal is our year-long missionary, mm. who already fundraised for their uh, salaries um, to support them throughout the year, and this is just one of the ways that we help them do that. Cool. Well, we are going to have to take a quick break here, Father, but when we come back on the other side of the break, I really want to go into this uh, last caller standing thing a little bit more and, and get to get to know it a little bit and, and also how uh, how people can be a part of this because it sounds like a, just a hoot. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Deuteronomy 30, Moses sets out a choice. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life. He doesn't sound like much of a choice. Who would willingly choose curses and death? Yet the need to state the obvious remains even today. Often in our times, evil masquerades as good, and good is presented as evil. It's actually quite easy to be deceived and to unwittingly choose a course of action that brings death. 
That's where Mother Church comes in, and with her teachings, she guides us through the earthly minefields right to the door of our Father's house. Today, Jesus has set before you the ability to choose actions that will lead to life and actions that will lead to death. Which will you choose today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey there, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Brad Grange, Janine Bitson here, and we're talking with Father Andy Thuringer from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And we're talking about um, a fundraising event for a really awesome uh project, uh, apostolate that the diocese has put together, Lumen Christi, of, of forming young people and being missionary disciples, either for a summer or for a year, and in various different ways and aspects. It sounds like, Father, it sounds like there's a lot of creativity that goes into this as well. Is that right? Like, do missionaries come and say, you know what, I think we should do this? Or, or is that kind of something where you guys uh, on an organizational level are more kind of crafting that? Or how does that, what's that dynamic like? Well, it starts at the parish level, really. <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. It starts at the parish level where we ask them, "What do you need? <laughs> you know, what, what can we provide for sure. you?" Sure. And we can't do we can't do everything, but we try to take those needs very seriously. Um, and uh, we've crafted whole sets of the program around the desires of parishes. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, also, then I, I do think there's a lot of um, creativity that comes from our missionaries, from these young people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mentioned the, the, there was a painting night they did. Just like uh, getting together and, and doing, you know, like one of those painting tutorials together. That was all our missionary hmm. who said, like, we said, what do, you, what would you have fun doing? <laughs> and they said, we, I would like this. And so they put it on. Um, the other thing is we usually have a mid-summer retreat. Um, so halfway through the summer, a couple months in, we bring them all together. And we will usually have like an hour or two brainstorming and visioning and prayer hmm. um, time where we say, what do you see in the future? What needs have you noticed? How could we address those? And so in so many ways, we're asking um, them to be aware as they minister, and then to bring those to the table and work together to like, yeah, how can we, how can we spread the gospel more? Mm. That, yeah, that's so important to have those boots on the ground yeah. and for them to have the ability to, you know, be the, the eyes and the ears and of Jesus, really. Yeah. You know, it, it's so important because they're probably much more intentional about their own Faith um, as well. Yeah. I bet uh, the well, la- you know. Oh, go ahead, Father. Sorry. Well, and you know, I think one of the hardest parts, um, if I were to just go up to uh, a parishioner at my parish and say, uh, you know, go evangelize, the hardest part is getting started. Yeah. You know, right. what do you mean? What do I do? Right. right. And so one of the cool things about this program is we begin by saying, here are the programs you're going to do. You know, you're going to start um, with uh, doing this vacation Bible school for K through six. And then the evenings, you'll have this little retreat. Um, but as the summer goes on, we invite them more and more to say, 
what is God calling you to do? Mm-hmm. You know, Beautiful. how can you add something to this program? And the hope is, you know, and then we all we all always need community, but the hope is then when they're out on their own, apart from Newman Christie, they're still identifying needs and trying to uh, be fruitful in the church. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, I can only imagine that that sort of creativity, that cultivation of creativity is what really brought about this last caller standing uh, re- response to you know, the needs of the program as well. I mean, I just think it's such a fun, creative idea to have this uh, kind of showdown between between a dozen <laughs> priests. Uh, so tell us tell us a little bit more about kind of the format of how this all plays out. You you said it's coming up, right? Yes. So it's uh, this coming Sunday, okay, uh, which I believe is the fifteenth, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, it's this coming Sunday um, at four p.m. Um, so it goes live on YouTube. Um, and but the competition, frankly, has already gotten started. Okay. Um, because on our diocesan Instagram and Facebook, um, we posted all of the priests who are competing, and I think it's like eight or nine priests, mm. um, and there are parishes. And right now, there's a competition: who gets the most likes, who gets the most donations ah. before we even begin. Really? And so already, those priests are going to their parishes and saying, "Please, you know, please like my." My Instagram. Who's, I, I don't mean to make it a, a reality or I mean a popularity contest, but it's literally a popularity. Contest. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh. Uh, we all have our so favorites. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told my parishioners this weekend. I said, uh, you know, I'm I'm the host. I'm not in it. So you're like football fans in South Dakota. You can, <laughs> you can like any team you want. Uh, that's great. Except you must like the Jackrabbits, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's my dad's alma mater. So. Oh, that's great. So, Father, is there is there a little bit of priestly smack talk that that has begun, or is that is that a part of this? Or I can't imagine it not being. Well, you know, there's a there's a tiny little bit, but they're also they're all friends. You know? Yeah, but that's I mean that's like um, brothers mostly, and friends. You got to have a little yeah, bit of that, right? Mostly, it's it's who can get creative about how to motivate their parishioner. Okay, you know. So I remember one of the things is the, the priest who gets the most donations in his name before the competition starts will get an advantage in the game. Mm. Um, it can be extra seconds on a game that's timed. Cool. It can be things like an immunity from being voted off. Oh, wow. Um, it, it can be big, big prizes. And I remember about two years in, one of the priests just was crushing it. And we said, how? How are you getting all these donations? Well, he put donation baskets at the entrances of the church. None of us had even thought of that. Uh. <laughs> um, so more than smack talk, I think what's going on is how these priests are trying to see like how do I how do I get my people invested in this so that you know they can walk away with it. Just a little bit of priestly cunning there, huh? Yeah. So not to put you on the spot, Father, but who are you rooting for? Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> that sounds like a dangerous question here on, on air. Well, I will tell you this. The 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 race that I've been watching on the Instagram likes, has been very close between Father Chris Cowell, um, who I've known since I was uh, involved in these programs, and Father Tim Cohn, um, who I went to seminary with. Mm. And these are both two, like, awesome, jovial, super, like, joyful men, um, and uh, just on fire. And it's been so cool uh, to watch them kind of jockey back and forth, one's ahead, then the other's ahead. So, frankly, I don't know who I want to win, but I've loved them competing with each other. That is, that is fun. So, so they've got the fundraising in advance. Like, what's going to look like if it's starting on, on Sunday at 4? How long does this go? What, what's going on? Uh, can you give us a little bit more on that? 
Yeah, so the event usually lasts a little over two hours. Okay. It doesn't have a precise end time because we're just live streaming until we can crown a last caller standing. Okay. Um, How often uh, will they, like a game will happen and then there'll be a vote or, or what? Yes. Okay. Yep, they will, they will play a game. And the games are pretty short, but they're, I'm very excited. I don't want to spoil anything. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm fully in charge of the game. And uh, I'm, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, yeah, they'll do a game, and they're one of the teams, or eventually later one of the priests individually, will win immunity. Um, and then they'll have to uh, have a little council, right, church council, mm. and uh, vote, vote one of the members off. Um, <laughs> now, all the priests who are voted off are also waiting in the wings still because they come back for the final vote. Oh. Um, also, just a note, throughout this, um, there will be opportunities to donate through the YouTube live stream. We'll mm. put links and stuff up. Um, and we are going to have, for the first time, through YouTube, live voting. Um, there are going to be several opportunities oh, wow. throughout the night, several opportunities throughout the night, where everybody watching at home will actually be able to influence the game. Really? Um, some of these are bonuses for priests. Um, we might even allow the uh, people at home to choose the winner of certain games. What, what was their opinion? Who won? Who did the best there? Wow. Um, and uh, it is tradition that when it comes down to the final three, um, the people at home decide the two people that move on to the finale. Oh, so I have another question because we're like part of a ten diocese area. I can yeah. see like where we could really mess with this in the diocese <laughs> of Sioux Falls. <laughs> we'll be like the China so, of this thing. Is there? Oh, that's so funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. So, is there a possibility, like, for our listeners across our listening area? Do you have like, if you watch it on YouTube? Do you have to make a donation in order to make a vote, or is there some, or can you vote no matter what? You can vote no matter what. I think that's just a fun thing that we want people who mm. are who are taking the time to watch and have fun with us. We want them in the action too. Of course, we we certainly love it if you are watching and you feel called and you'd like to make a donation to this ministry. Um, we we absolutely appreciate that. You're a gift and a grace to us. Um, but no, no, it's not. It's not going to cost you money to vote. <laughs> no, I. I just think it'd be really cool. Just even our whole listening area to support this. Mm-hmm. This is just a fantastic ministry, and you know maybe other dioceses can learn a lot from watching this and and participating to to you know just refresh some of their own kind of fundraising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, thanks. I'm curious, Father. Do do does the winner get some bragging rights? Is there like are they on the diocesan webpage or do they get? How's that? What do they take home from this? Uh, first of all, they absolutely the largest prize is the bragging rights. Uh-huh. Um, for the rest of the year, they are the last collar standing. Um, but we also have a unique trophy as part of last collar standing. Um, which is one of our priests fashioned a walking stick that would be fit for Moses. Uh, and uh, on the walking stick, we have placed the uh, bandanas from each year, because we have bandanas that all the priests uh, receive oh. and wear. Um, although we even have had priests do their own decoration and come in things like chain mail, uh, cheeky masks, uh, <laughs> you name it. Um, uh, but they each get a bandana, so every bandana with the winner's name on it is part of the walking stick, and they get that walking stick for the next year. And I, I would be lying if I haven't seen priests like walking around their parish with it, <laughs> reminding everybody that they are the last collar standing. 
That's fabulous. It really is. It's can't thank you enough for joining us and telling us yeah. about this wonderful event and you know the creativity mm-hmm. and and the joyfulness of of what you're doing is just so special. It's just really special. We need some more joy in the world and and we do have it in the Catholic faith and to see you guys doing this fundraiser in such a fun creative way for such an important important ministry mm-hmm. is beautiful mm-hmm. well so, thank you so much for having me and let me talk about it yeah father so uh, just to kind of quickly recap so if someone wants to watch this they could go to youtube type in diocese of sioux falls and that should bring them to uh, a link to be able to do so yep diocese of sioux falls or especially if you're searching on the night last caller standing okay. on youtube you'll find all our past shows okay and the live stream for this year Okay, excellent. That's this Sunday at 4 p.m., right? Yes. Okay. Well, we only have like a minute left, but any, any final thoughts or encouragements or reflections that you want to offer? I guess one more thing I would, I would throw out there. I know I said that all of our missionaries are homegrown, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean we exclude people. Mm. If there's anybody out there looking to give their summer or their year to Jesus who's out of high school, um, contact our diocese. We'd love to have you. Um, we'd love to walk with you in your relationship with Jesus as you share his love with others. Mm, beautiful. Well, we certainly appreciate the work that you and, and Lumen Christi missionaries are doing, Father. It's, I, just, I think it's great how the Holy Spirit uh, shows this creativity in so many different ways and responds to the needs of our world. And so this is just a beautiful expression of that. Amen. Yeah. And thank you for all our participants and everybody who does the behind-the-scenes work to make it possible. We hope you join us this Sunday. And so if uh, one last thing, if, if someone misses the Sunday viewing, they can go back and view this on the YouTube channel then, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Our, our shows stay up there, and it's, it's always fun to go back and watch. Fantastic. I can't wait to check it out. Well, thanks so much for being with us this morning, Father. Thanks for having me. All right, well, God bless you. We are going to have to take a quick break now. Uh, we'll hear on the other side of this break how the organization Down Home transforms the lives of people in the Fargo-Moorhead area. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live. We'll be right back after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 